0: Broadcasting high atop of Florida's peninsula at 108 feet, you are listening to, and I'm your host Alpha Mike, episode number 98, the Babel Bob Report. Now I know a lot of you were waiting for. I believe that uh, I had said we were going to have on episode number 98, the Tampa Mob. But unfortunately, I had a little setback. And um, as many people know, I'm dealing with a sick parent. And I spent uh, five days down in Miami only to come back uh, to where I live, up in the Tampa Bay area. And that night, he was admitted uh, to the hospital. So it's uh, kind of messed up a little bit of my research. Basically, the way I do things is I answer the various questions on the podcast, who, what, when, where, why, how, and I fill in those gaps, and those. that's my summary outline of the episode. And if it's not to my content, then I continue searching and researching some more. So wasn't content with uh, basically the... Uh, three Wise Guys series episodes I had, still doing research. And uh, so I cut in front of the line here, and I put, for today, the babbling Bob report. Of course, many of you have seen the Senate or the Congress, congressional hearings with Bob Mueller, and uh, how that... babbling incident occurred it was an embarrassment so i wanted to talk a little bit about that today but let me give you the lineup of what we're going to do and uh, the list of dates on those episodes just for some fyi all right episode number 99 which is uh, august 7th is going to be water pistol police that's right get yourself a water pistol over at your local neighborhood dollar store load up, and when you see the cops, just let them have it. August 14th, episode number 100 will be Tampa Mob 101, Cuban Mafia, August 21st. Part 2 of that will be August 28th, Cuban Mafia, episode 102. 103, 4th of September, will be Never Forget, as we prepare, of course, for the September 11th. And on September 11th, uh, we're dedicating episode 103 to Detective Louis Alvarez of uh, the NYPD that in his final days of life uh, went before the Congress asking for them to uh, fund fully the survival for first responders that... uh, had responded to the World Trade Center and so forth. The fun was uh, almost gone or about to go. So uh, we dedicated episode 103 to his memory. Uh, September 18th, uh, episode 104, Home Defense, we shall have back Kilo Sierra. And it's time to bring back our superheroes. September 25th is another firearm series. Your eyes look at the target in combat. Episode 105. So that's just a little heads up of what's coming uh, your way. And as I said, I just wanted to dedicate a little bit more time to research. Because uh, I could have gone with what I had, but I'd be doing a disservice to the audience. Now, let's... Let's get right into the quote of the week, and then we'll go ahead and kind of do the intro. It's not going to be a very long show, but it is going to be an interesting one. So let's go to the, uh, the quote of the week. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. And as always, we take great learning value in leadership from the Bible. So uh, I definitely wanted to share that uh, with the audience. All right, how do you get in contact with us anyway when we want to get in contact with us? There's going to be a quiz coming up real soon, but I'm going to give you the answer today, and that's ratedcopnation.com. Scroll all the way down, the icons pop up. There you can get us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and blah, 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 and all that other stuff. As well, we remind you of uh, Test Everything 1521 A Wall Monday. 15 minutes or less of the powerful word of God for your life. Only 15 minutes. So if you didn't go on Sunday and you're AWOL, you can put on the podcast and we bring you up to speed what you missed on Sunday. And again, it doesn't uh, rob you too much of your time. So where do you hear that? Well, you go to com. also. There's a section there that says test everything, click on that. That shows you all the episodes that are there. Now, those episodes only last 90 days, and then they disappear. But of course, as we know, if you're a believer, they don't disappear forever because God's Word is just cemented or the seed is sowed in so many hearts that hear it. So, we broke down what we're going to be doing in August and September. And today I went ahead and selected this episode about the congressional hearings. And you might be saying, well, I don't want to really hear this. I get to hear this crap every day. And you're absolutely right, you do. One thing I'm not going to do, I'm not going to bore you with the details. And then so-and-so got off the plane in Paris and went because... 80-90% of the country doesn't understand it doesn't care about it and quite frankly they just want a simple list straight down who did what and how many are crimes that's it all this other soap opera drama stuff that a lot of uh, media outlets are talking about it becomes overwhelming and so it's hard to figure out what the truth is Just break it down like if you were investigating a crime, okay? Write down all the charges and so forth. But there are a lot of criminal charges that are forthcoming that I can tell you. So without any more scratching your head, what the hell is he gonna talk about? Let's start the circus. One thing I can't say is that the testimony that was given from Bob Mueller to the Congress, he didn't do one session, he did two, were quite comical. Comical in its presentation, comical in its delivery, comical in its value. It gave us no value whatsoever because... There was inconsistencies thrown around left to right. He went uh, against what he said originally, like if he was changing his socks. Not a twitch, not a bat, nothing. He also babbled through a lot of it. (laughs) But can you repeat that? I beg your pardon. What page are you on? Now, a lot of people have said, well, we shouldn't make fun of him. He's a war hero. Yeah, he is a war hero. And we thank him profusely for that sacrifice that he did. And he came back. And we've been hugging him and lifting up his arms, saying he's Rocky ever since. Ever since. He sat down and started babbling. Okay? Listen, folks, you just don't do one good event in your life and you're You're like worshipped forever. We have to look at the value of what you're doing today. Now, the question for today's audience we're going to answer at the end of this episode is, was Bob Mueller doing the congressional testimonies, A, faking, B, wasn't faking, C, what difference does it make? You will pick one of those, A, B, or C at the end of this now as you know this has been on television radio and everything else 15 times a day repeatedly even if you don't want it you're gonna get it it comes out even in your soup the same thing the narrative there's collusion you have learned about terms like fisa court collusion uh, all this fancy stuff for basically saying a bunch of lawyers which have destroyed our country. They have twisted and manipulated this case. The political aspect of this case is quite astonishing. And I'm not necessarily talking just from one side, from both sides. You've had... Of course, the lefty, the wacky left, that on every turn there's a conspiracy and a, a guy with shades and a fedora hat and, and hiding behind a bush. And of course, from the right, we go into uh, all kinds of uh, allegations that, quite frankly, become overwhelming after a while. Let's get down to the basic facts of what the case is all about. And since the politicians are messing this up for easy understanding because that might be their purpose, for us on the investigative level, I just need to know what crimes were committed, who committed them, and where's the evidence for each committ- committal of crime. Simple. And that now will be presented for prosecution in front of a jury, and the prosecutor will seek the individual to be guilty beyond any reasonable doubt. That's how our criminal justice system works. But you heard during this hearing several wacky congressmen from the left talking about and, and uh, you exonerate, you did not exonerate the president, did you? Now, let me put this in perspective. Somebody told me that you, the one listening right now, committed a crime. And they whisper in my ear, and then I go, I'll look into it. Moments later, I come to you I tap you on the shoulder. And I said, you have been acquitted of all charges against you and then you say well, who, who's who's making an allegation against me doesn't matter we've acquitted you of everything because there were no charges do you get it you're following here and this is what we have a sabotage of the constitution of the united states of america a kangaroo court fisa swearing to tell the truth and nothing but the truth to obtain warrants, to stretch, bend, break the Constitution of the United States. This is frightening, if at best. Remember, we've always said, if you stay silent, eventually it will come to you one day. And you'll have to go through these things. Our Constitution, our laws are in place for our protection. We should be outraged. That they're not being followed or they're being mistreated, whatever term you want to use, but the full effects of the law should be present. And it has clouded our judgment uh, very much so as far as us believing what is real and what is uh, a lie. So we look at this hearing and we basically see an elderly. Person that served our country at different capacities, of course, starting his career with uh, an appointment from Ronald Reagan. Now, that was interesting because one of the questions that the senators had asked him was, Did he remember what president uh, brought him into federal government service? And he answered, George W. Bush. And then, of course, his lawyers, the lawyer handlers on the side said, no, it was Ronald Reagan. And he went, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it was Ronald Reagan. That was embarrassing in itself. So what we can look at now is, let's see who Robert Mueller is. Born August 7, 1944. American lawyer, I couldn't get, I couldn't have guessed, and a governmental official, couldn't have guessed that one either. He was the sixth director of the FBI from 2001 to 2013. That's a long time, friends. And as I said earlier, he was appointed uh, by Ronald Reagan, and that appointment was in 1986, 1987, as acting U.S. Attorney for the District of Massachusetts. He later went on to become the U.S. Assistant Attorney General for the Criminal Division from 1990 to 1993, and then uh, U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of California, and that was in 98 to 2001. And 2001 small little stint as an acting U.S. Deputy uh, Attorney General. Of course, the sixth director of the FBI, we spoke about that, 01 to 13. And then the special appointment from May 17, 2017 to May 29, 2019. So that was uh, two years that he was there. Now remember that the investigation precedes him. So it was... Uh, ongoing before he even got in there, I believe six six months. So uh, rounding off this uh, the, the collusion, the collusion hearing from the lawyers, two and a half years, 35, 40, 45, fifty million dollars. We'll never know the real numbers. And a kangaroo's uh, amount of warrants and everything else were were obtained. What value do we get from this? Absolutely none. Anybody that got arrested or something, they either got arrested for lying to the FBI, fire, fire, pants on fire, or they had skeletons in the closet. And as a result of those skeletons, you know, not paying your taxes, uh, fudging the numbers and stuff like that, that was a referral. And uh, they'll be doing time for that one as well. There was case-ups and frame-ups and all kinds of ups to get this thing started. And it really never became a starter. It died. It died a slow and miserable death. We all witnessed it. We all saw it on live TV. We were an embarrassment not only to the country. We were an embarrassment to the world. Of course, the wacky Dems will tell you, you can't say that. Because he was a war hero. Yeah, he was. And I, I don't know if I, if I said it 200 times or 300 times. We thank him for his service. But we're talking about the performance of yesterday. We're not talking about the war history. And no disrespect. But the bottom line is we got no value for our money. Nothing. Nothing. Zero. None of it made any sense. We wasted money like nothing. And at the end of the day, we got no value for it. The big caper never became anything. Today, the Democrats are continuing to poke, poke, and poke some more. Because in their minds, they will find something. A piece of toilet paper under the president's shoe. The wrong hairspray, hair coloring, something will be located. And when they find it, they plan to use it to all out discuss of everybody. They don't care. They'll step on, degrade, and destroy anybody that gets in their way. How far is too far? Has our political system gotten out of control? Oh, are you a cheerleader on the side saying, yeah, give them, give them more? You see, because this case blew up. It didn't go anywhere for the Democrats. But the, the axe now is going to fall on the other side. And there's going to be people crying about, why are we making this such a big deal? And this is vindictive. Those are comments you'll hear about in the future. But is it really vindictive? Or is it justice? We've grown accustomed to not understanding anything anymore. And that's the way the government, I believe, wants it. Without a doubt, this was a waste of time. Sixteen attorneys, plus Bob Mueller, were appointed on this committee. Out of the 16, 16 of them were Democrats. And Bob was supposedly a Republican, or used to be, or was, or doesn't remember, or I can't recall, or what page do you want, whatever it was. So the question is, was Bob Mueller faking? No, that's really him. Or it doesn't really matter at this point. We continue to look at it, and we continue to try to make sense of something that just doesn't make sense. I know a lot of people just disregard it, and that's a mistake. The reason it's a mistake, folks, is because the offenses that were committed to the Constitution are troublesome and they could come back and haunt any American at any time. Precedent has been set on some of this buffoonery. Now let me break down what I think happened. And then we'll kind of look at our question, part question again. In my personal opinion, I believe that somebody very high up made a decision in the previous administration that they had to create a story. And the story was some type of insurance policy because Hillary didn't look too good in the ring. She was wobbling. She was falling. She, was, she, she wasn't She. was up on her one-two punch. There was concern. So they created what we all know now as the dossier. I also believe, in my humble opinion, that this assignment was given to the CIA, clandestine. John Brennan, director of the FBI, also, former communist, he, and that is true, we'll post that on the show notes so you can take a look at that one, don't ask me, I have no idea how he became CIA director, but at one time he was part of the Communist Party, he was, you know, this young man who's growing, what are you going to do? And uh, so he got vetted, and next thing you know, these guys in charge of our intelligence, I believe he, he created the arena, but he needed to get the camel off his back, so he baited the, the easy one, Kwame, which is dumber than a box of rocks and director of the FBI at the time. He baits him, and he basically says, um, you know, there's some acts here that are criminal in nature, so the law enforcement has to take over. But, uh, you know, good luck. Yeah, it's a good case. And walks away, runs out of there while the FBI blows up. Kwame now is surrounded by Trump haters in the FBI. And basically, this case just gets out of control. Now, we know that there are text messages between FBI agents, which is not official communications, by the way. Where they basically started saying, "There's an this is a nothing nothing burger." There's there was nothing there. They couldn't find anything, but they weren't told that they were given the directive by way above. So they kept on. At some point, our friend too tall Jones Comey, the director of the FBI, and finally figured out, "I've been had." I'm sure he reached out to his buddy. His, his, his bumbling buddy, Bob, and Bob Mueller gave him advice because he was a mentor to him for, for some time now. They went and got the attorney general, Sessions, to uh, step aside. So they booed him up, and uh, he would gladly step aside and just collect a check and do nothing while they let the number two in the Justice Department appoint a special counsel. And that special counsel, of course, Bob babbling Mueller. And now we sit before the congressional hearing explaining what we did for two years. And what we got, people listening to him basically saying, there's no way humanly possible this man wrote this dossier, this report. He didn't know simple facts. So the question, again, a. Well, first of all, was Bob Mueller faking his testimony? That's a. B. No, that's really him. Or c. What difference does it make? Does it does it really matter at this point? And I'm not quoting Hillary when I say that either. So at at this point we see now we have, I broke it down for you, 16 committee members, all Democrats. Mueller's on there. Obviously his interest is to protect the integrity of the FBI, of which he was director of for, what was that, 11, 12 years? So He has a vested interest in that as well. The Democrats have theirs through Hillary to protect the Democratic Party of all their little naughty-naughties. I'm sure there are plenty of them. And they proceed to create a case which they really have never created. These people were so sure of themselves that they had these phony politicians like Shifty Shift Come on, on television and say, you'll see the evidence is overwhelming. I've seen it. You will be baffled and bamboozled as soon as you see it. And they saw nothing, folks. We were lied upon by CNN, M- MSNBC, and so forth. Over and over. There's another question you have to ask yourself. To what extent of, is our media in cahoots with a corrupt government? But how can you say they're corrupt I'm a Democrat. I take offense to that, okay? Remember Groucho Marx? Never want to be a member of a club that wants me as a member. Yes, there is a large level of corruption because you're fabricating a case that doesn't exist. How do you know? There's no evidence. You're wasting tons of money, money that you can use in so many good things we don't even know the real price tag. 30 35 40 45 50 million dollars wasted on this shenanigan okay so yes corrupt in that they don't care the amount of money that they'll spend because they have a political motive not a criminal justice one so it is money that is misspent there is corruption The corruption is the collusion there of the 16 that are trying to whammy the president. Okay, that's the collusion. As an investigator, you should have an independent mind as to what you're discovering, examining the facts to come to the conclusion of what occurred, the modus operandi. But you just don't arbitrarily just say, well, I'm sure he's innocent or I'm sure he's guilty. You'll see huh, I'm going to poke around and I'm going to catch him. But uh, the best I can catch him is, is in jaywalking, and I'll turn that jaywalking case into a a collusion with the Russians. Yeah. You see, he circled around when he knew that we were following, and I start making up stories. What value did we get from all this, folks? We got nothing. We got zero. There are people out there, and I'll I kind of start closing with this that actually believes in our government does not have a, a deep state there is no form of the swamp not too long ago when the previous president and administration was around they could do no wrong politicians were very well respected members of our community today they're all no good you can't have it both ways folks Evidence speaks volumes. Now, for I'll state this on the record, a lot of people near and dear to me have said, "Oh, well, I've noticed that your political opinions have been drifting from left to right. I never was on the left. I never was on the right. I was on this, I wasn't on the center either or in between lines. I look at facts. And if I don't like what I'm hearing, I'm not voting for you. It's simple as that. Now, sometimes there's two evils that are running, and you got to decide between the two evils which one's better. And you look at what value is it in voting for one over the other. Would you invest $1,000 in something knowing that you were going to get and return zero value? The answer is no you might as well just open up your car window as you're driving down the expressway and let the $1,000 fly out the window. Same thing with this. We can't allow our politicians to rob us from what's going on. So you might be saying, how does this all tie in with law enforcement? Well, that's part two. And that's the case that's coming. You see... This is the big tent. This is the circus. What you've been witnessing so far are the clowns. They're coming out of the little car. Remember that? They parked the little car, and 14, 15 clowns would pop out of it. That's what we're witnessing right now. We have not witnessed anything credible. As the pendulum swings now to the other side, there have been criminal referrals from congressmen, which, by the way, the majority of my lawyers, so that's another problem. And they have done criminal referrals to some of the evidence that was discussed by this circus of clowns. And people are going to feel the pinch. It's not going to be good. Of course, politics will always try to find a solution to correct itself, tell us, the citizen, no, you're imagining things. That never would have happened. And we go ahead and believe it. The bottom line is that this country belongs to you and to me. And if we sit back and idly allow this, we place crowns on people's heads and say, no, he's a superhero, leave him alone, then... We're fair game for being idiots. If you and I are both subject to any of these criminal statutes in a heartbeat, could you imagine standing in front of a congressional hearing, raising your right hand, babbling through your testimony, and lying through one-third or two-thirds of it? How fast could they lock you up and throw away the key? But here, we've got three-card Monty going. Everybody looking for the little peanut, and it doesn't exist. It's a shame, but it's reality. Where do we go from here? Well, I told you, they're, they're now uncovering rocks on the other side, looking and examining dirty underwear on the other side. And it doesn't look good. There's a lot of nervousness from the deep state. And they should be. I'm gonna venture on this podcast, and I'm gonna venture on I'm gonna say the first one that gets pinched, the first one that's brought in, and they tighten the screws on them, they're gonna squeal on everybody. Everybody. Now, not now that we mentioned squeal, of course we've got the big case coming down there with the pedophile, Epstein. And uh, you know the pervert that flew around. That I want you to know, Bill Clinton never saw any anything inappropriate. The two, two, three, four, the three, the four, the the times he was on that plane, which equal about twenty-six, I believe, twenty-nine. I lost count, but he doesn't have a count. He never saw one inappropriate thing. Was he blindfolded on the plane? Okay, that case is going to kind of blow up as well. A lot of things going on on the left don't look good. Don't look good at all. A lot of skeletons popping little toes out from closets. And the American people are more confused than ever. What in the hell has gone wrong with my country? Was this a coup, an attempted coup? (laughs) <laughs> don't be ridiculous. You're watching too many movies. Come on, man. This is all politics. Was it? Hmm? You don't think Barry O was involved, do you? Nah, not him. It's untouchable. He wouldn't ever do anything like that. Bob Mueller did the special investigation. The media put him on a pedestal as the greatest invest- investigator Ever created greater than Sherlock Holmes himself. To show up, raise his right hand, probably looked at his left before he raised the right hand, swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth, and babble for about six hours. God help this country. As always, it is my pleasure and my honor to be your host on Radio Cop Nation. Don't forget our schedules that we have coming up, and we have a lot of good stuff for you, and it's going to uh, enrich you, as we said. The most important thing that I've learned from all this is that government will spend my money like nothing and not lose any sleep over it. That's a shame. That's the biggest shame out of this whole thing. Now we could all go back to our respective corners, grab all pom poms, and get ready to cheer for your team as part two of the Russian collusion continues in your life. This is Alpha Mike, and don't forget to continue to stay in prayer for yourself, which is most important for your family, for your community, for the agency that serves you. Those guys in blue need your support and your prayers. And most importantly, continue to pray for our very fragile country, the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike. I'm out. And guide her through the night with a light From above, from the mountains, to the prairies, to the oceans, white with foam. 4323? Show me the hack. 4, 3, 2, 3, QSI 1322.